You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast where Welsh rugby matters. If you love Welsh rugby, then this is the place for you. So we've come to the end of a mammoth weekend of European rugby. Cardiff Blues have secured themselves a place in the Challenge Cup final with a fantastic win against Poe, inspired by Ellis Jenkins, Josh Navidi and pretty much the whole team, to be honest. Sadly, it was a game too far for the Scarlets, who crashed out against a monster Leinster team. This week, Dan and I were in Dublin for that game, uh, for the semi-final, and regardless of the result, we had an awesome time. So, massive amounts of respect to the Scarlets fans. You, uh, you are noisy bastards. You'll be able to hear highlights of our trip in the second half of the show, including some great chats with Scarlet supporters and uh, an interview with a massive cult hero down in West Wales, Martin Madden. In the first half, though, Dan and I look back at the implications of that amazing Cardiff Blues win, where the Scarlets lost the game, and also what the Ospreys' loss at Zebra means, if if anything. So sit tight and enjoy Fact or Fiction, and remember to check out So Coffee Trades, our sponsors. Uh, pour yourself a cup if you've got some, and if not, head over to socoffeetrades.co.uk to get yourself some, and uh, you, you won't regret it. Thanks for listening, and if you want to get in touch with us, make sure you do so at Attacking Scrum on Twitter. Uh, you can join in the chat on Facebook as well with our Facebook page and our Facebook group. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, then please leave us a review on iTunes. If you do that, we appreciate it massively. Hope you enjoy the show. Right, we've done this podcast from a number of glamorous locations over the years, various different Rugby clubhouses and things of that ilk. Tonight we're doing it from the Midstay Car Park at Stansted. This is, uh, yeah, this is definitely not one of the glamour locations, is it, Dan? Great view. A great view of, yeah, of nothing really. But uh, well, lucky we made it. Lucky we made it back to the yeah, car. No, the way got, things were going. There. Having got off the bus, a uh, stop early, and then not being able to find our uh, not being able to find our car <laughs> not ideal but anyway it's been an amazing day out and we've uh, 
yeah, we've done Dublin and back in the day to watch the Scarlet semi-finals. Met some really cool guys, and you can hear the highlights of uh, of our trip. Make sure you have a listen to that later on, and uh, yeah, sample a bit of uh, a bit of what the atmosphere was was like. Because even though it wasn't a wasn't a win for the Scarlets, uh, it was it was an absolutely amazing day, wasn't it? Yeah, great day out, wasn't it? Really glad that. I'm really glad that we went. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really glad. Should we, should we have gone to Cardiff, though? Well, this is it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you nah, can't... It was I a great day. It was a great day and uh, and enjoyed it a lot. But, um, yeah, we've got we've got Cardiff Blues to talk about as well. A, uh, a defeat for the Ospreys, which we haven't seen, but we'll be analysing um, exactly what that might mean uh, in the course of this. So this, this first part of the show, as you'll know, is, is fact or fiction. And uh, we're going to get underway right now, Dan. Give me a number, one to five. Two. Number two, Cardiff Blues will win the European Challenge Cup, fact or fiction? Fact. I backed Cardiff Blues for a little while now in this tournament. Did you? I mean, I yeah. forget when we say it. Is this on record somewhere? Absolutely, yeah. Got it in the little notebook, yeah. Okay. Imaginary notebook. Imaginary notebook. Um, yeah, no, I can't see anyone stopping, stopping the Cardiff Blues. Um, it was a little bit... It was a little bit scary at one, a couple of points today, wasn't oh, it? Oh, it, was t- it was a tough game. It wasn't the... I think you were really confident about this, weren't you? I, I was. I was confident. Yeah. Um, there was a. I just feared at one point that um, they were going to. They were going to bust through, and I think if they got an offload going, it would have. Um, it could. It could have been try time. But um, amazing defence. The line speed was really impressive. I think that's the thing that's most impressive. Actually, is throughout this season as amazing as as Cardiff Blues have been in attack, and you know we've loved watching Thomas Williams and Jared Evans kind of sidestep and chink through defences but it has been their defensive effort that's really held them in good yeah. stead Sean Edwards I don't think any of them wanted to probably face um, a bit of a, a dusting down from Sean Edwards on the, the defensive debrief camera kept on flicking over to him didn't yeah it? if you were the one with a, with a swinging arm that, yeah, that cost you a place in a, in a cup final I don't think you'd you wouldn't want to uh, you wouldn't want to be on the wrong side of him in that scenario well you wouldn't want to be on the wrong side of him at any time but that in particular. So yeah, I mean the defence was was really really impressive, but we did see some of those glimpses of what they're capable of doing in attack as well. That was an amazing break from Jared Evans in the first half. Yeah, Anscombe had a couple of lovely lovely runs as well, didn't he? Yeah, and got that and got that try. It's um, they're just a, they are really are an exciting side to watch. Yeah, they're clicking, they're firing. Lovely, you know, lovely interplay between backs and forwards. And, and in those types of games where there's so much on the line, you can often they can often be a bit sort of stop start, can't they? It wasn't. You know, it wasn't an absolutely superb game. Um, I thought it was great, but it, I was, it was great. It was, uh, it was certainly very, very, you know, very, very competitive. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was a good game, um, but um, they can, like, they can sometimes completely freeze up, can't they, in those situations? Which, it, which, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a turgid affair, was it? No, it wasn't. But I mean, some massive turnovers. Uh, yeah. In there, which which we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna talk about in a bit, but I think just winning those penalties at the right time, they're the kind of things that that make you think, okay, right, they they've got the ability to close out tight games as well as being able to blow sides away like they did to Edinburgh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what the Blues are able to do very well at the moment is when sides tend to build up a little bit of a little bit of a uh, a canter, I suppose they're able to get a, a crucial turner, which is. Is it this changes the momentum of the game and it brings it back towards their, you know, brings it back in their favour. Um, and you know, the back row have been immense, haven't they? They have, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely be getting onto that in a little bit. But let's go for another, another fact or fiction now. Five, all right, number five. 
Okay, this is, okay, still not talking about the Scarlets yet. This one. The defeat to Zebra will cost Alan Clark the full-time job as Osprey's head coach. Fact or fiction? Oh, that's, uh, that's not an easy one, is it? Um, I mean, the Ospreys put out a very, very inexperienced young side, didn't they? I mean, it's, a, it's a th- very much a third side, third string. Um, it won't do him any favours, but then again, it was, you know... We know with we know within the regions that the depth just is not there, is it? Mm. In any of the sides, uh, the Welsh sides that we've got. So yeah, I think that I, you mentioned it. I think that Osprey's back line had an average age of twenty two, and that included yeah. James Hook at thirty three or thirty four, however old he is. So yeah, there was a that really was a playing a fullback, playing a fullback. Yeah. yeah, so that really was a you know a, a kids' back line, really. Yeah, I think I mean looking at that side, you you you. You know, you wouldn't expect you wouldn't expect a win. They couldn't have they couldn't have expected it, and they must just want to see, you know, see a few see a few players, see how they fare up. Um, I I don't think it'll I don't think it'll cost him cost him the rod. I think if he was gonna if he's gonna get it, he'll get it. But it won't. Um, you know, you always want to win as many games as you can, don't you? Especially in the situation that he's going to be in. Yeah, well, you do, and you know, you want to make it as I don't know. I think you want to build momentum, and if they're going to face a European playoff. It's good to do that. I don't know. Maybe you you look at it as similar argument to we had with um, yeah that we had last week about the Scarlets, and you've just got to protect your big players for big games. That's it. If he's you know he's going to be the one making those calls, isn't he? So mm. that's what he's paid the money for at the moment, and um, you know we just don't have the depth, do we? So it's difficult to say without seeing the game, but generally speaking. You know, Zebra, there's another good result for Zebra. Yeah. And Benetton have, have gone pretty well this season. Are we in danger of really underestimating the the Italian sides here? You know, are they are they showing a, well, a real marked improvement? Yeah, they've de- definitely got a lot better in there. Conor O'Shea is, you know, he's working, he's working from bottom up, isn't he? <coughs> he knows that the club sides have got to get better. That's where it's going to start. Um, but, but equally even lower than that. And... I think we've definitely seen a difference this year with the well, we have with the Italian sides. They're, you know, they are some there's some some tough outfits to to, to beat now, aren't they? Particularly at home. But yeah, got, but definitely. They've, they've also got a few wins now on on away. So I think that's it, though, isn't it? It's just the headline of getting comfortably beaten by an Italian side doesn't look good on paper, yeah. as we discussed with the Dragons last week, and it just I think it still has those kind of. It just flashes up, doesn't it? You know, when yeah, you it see does. it when you see it on social, you see the result in the paper, yeah. or you hear about it, you then go, oh, "Actually, this doesn't this doesn't feel good." But then, when you look at some of the sides they have beaten, then you think, oh, "Okay, it's actually, it's actually not so bad." But it's yeah, Ospreys are protecting players, aren't they? Um, as all the regions have done, and and whenever that's happened, invariably the Welsh sides have lost. So it was it was the right was on the wall. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the game that that we were at today. Let's talk about the Scarlets game. And I'm going to go with this statement. The Scarlets were naive today. Fact or fiction? I, I'm going to go with uh, fiction With fiction on that. I think Roman Poit was... Uh, I, I thought he had a disastrous game. Mm. I thought he was that... I think he was that poor. Um, and, you know, the, the, the Scarlets back row boys... Burn on a few occasions. Well, got into positions where they, they, you know, in any other ref would have would have would have given a number of turnovers. Um, they also didn't get pinned for. They didn't get pinned for um, 
uh, taking players out um, off the ball. Yeah. They were also slowing the ball up, left, right, and centre, which they knew they had to do. If there was going to, if you know, Scarlets were only going to win by getting the ball away from that monster pack and moving them around, and they weren't allowed to do that. So basically, if you you can't, I don't think you can win if uh, if you can't beat the ref. And in that situation, you could say, well, the Scarlets needed to do more of what you know what Leinster were doing because he was, you know, he was he was he was. He was consistent, wasn't he, for both sides? But the Scarlets just could not get the ball. Um, I, you know, it came down to a possession as well, didn't it? And they just held on to it tactically. I think you, you know, the, what, what about the kicking game, for example? Because I mean, that's another area that Leinster really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they had the, they had the pretty much every facet of the game. They yeah. were they were better, but their kicking game was so precise. And I think particularly Gibson Park. Box kicking from nine, and then obviously we know what Sexton can do from ten. We saw versus, a huge difference, didn't we, yeah, between we did. Gibson Park and, and 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 Gareth at nine? It was just in completely different different leagues, weren't they? Mm. With their kicking, um, and against against Leinster, you've got to make sure your kicking's on the money. And you mentioned Sexton; I thought he was fantastic. He did have a you know an easier ride because the forwards were going forward. But you compare him to you know when the Scarlets beat Leinster. Um, you know, last year, mm. obviously Rawlins and and Tyburn, uh, Tyburn yeah, roughed him up. Didn't yeah, they? they did double hit him. It, it rocked him, and he wasn't playing particularly well at that point. But we just saw today he was he was just that absolute competitive animal. Wanted to win everything. You know, ran hard, just ran the show, completely controlled it, and massive standing ovation from the Leinster faithful when he came off, um, and a, a complete kicking masterclass from him. To be honest, from from the tee, everything. You know, everything was 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 brilliant. You mentioned there that also that you know, kind of Pratt was consistent for for both sides, and you can't be the ref. But I suppose if you you know if you want to be the if you want to be the best side, and look, I think I'm playing devil's advocate to a certain extent here because you know how much of an admirer of the Scarlet side I am, and I think they've punched so far above their weight during the season. But if you want to go to that next level and beat the best sides. Do you have to alter your game plan significantly? You know, you mentioned at certain points that Leinster didn't have to commit a man to a ruck. You know, they, they weren't yeah. committing anyone. And I didn't see many pick and goes from Scarlets and trying to tie a few tie tie a few numbers in. Yeah, that was that was disappointing, wasn't it? Because we were crying out for that. The the the, the passing of the Scarlets was very very lateral. Um, it was almost like the Blues of sort of you know four months ago, where the ball was going along the line. You know, it was it was it was coming coming out to the wings, and then, you know, it was either it was cutting back inside, but there was no there was no penetration apart from um, Hadley Parks first half that had a couple of a couple of strong busts up the middle. There was nothing happening. That was yeah, absolutely because the the um, the Scarlets weren't tying in any of the any mm. of the Leinster forwards. They were literally committing at one at a couple of occasions. We saw they committed no one. Did they? They made yeah. a tackle, left them. And just fanned out across the park, and just literally controlled, you know, controlled the whole the whole defensive line with ease, um, and then tightened the fact that you knew, you know, Poit was on their side, um, pretty much the whole game. I think you know they were to give them credit, they they were they were so powerful, weren't they? Every single charge that they went on, they made ground. Scarlets, I thought, defensively, you know, defence at times in that first twenty minutes. We were impressed, weren't they? They were really coming onto the line, and the Scarlets were doing everything they possibly could. I don't think there was any sort of big missed tackles or no. things like that that you can really put your finger on. But they were just to a man; they were too powerful. They just got balled so so easily, didn't they? And yeah. you know, and credit to them for that. They they looked 
massive Detention. today. Like, and it's not, you know, your eye is instantly drawn to Devon Toner, but they just looked so big and so powerful. And I agree, I think look, the refereeing had a massive part to play, but they were just smashing through rucks. Every ball carry, they were driving players backwards. Clear outs was, just gave such quick ball. And they, they were making five, ten yards every single carry. And that's bloody hard to stop, whoever you are, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, the only the only way to sort of count it was if the Scarlets could possibly have upped the physicality, but they just didn't have they didn't have it within them mm. um, to match to match Leinster, um, the, and the and the breakdown was lost. So it was it was impossible, I think, for for the Scarlets to get any any sort of uh, uh, to, to find a way in basically in, into that game. And I think they were they got more and more frustrated. Um, you know the crowd got behind Leinster mm. with the old. You know, even the sort of Leinster chants were suffocating, weren't they? You could feel it. You could feel it in there, and yeah. uh, it was just a really frustrating day for, for Scarlets. You know, I think the I think the biggest thing for me is I don't think the Scarlets lost the game because of Warren Pratt. I really don't. Uh, but what I think we lost was a spectacle because of the way he refereed the breakdown. I just think that they're two fantastic sides, and it would have been great to see them. Really have a really have a go at it, and that's the thing that I'm kind of most frustrated yeah. about. Yeah, I mean, they 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 came with a plan, didn't they? They they you know they executed it so well, and we saw from um, uh, what's his name Nasawa, um, um, him, you know, with a bit with a little bit of space, not a huge amount, but but kicking the ball twice out on the left hand side. Um, I think he ended up putting it out mm. on a, on a few occasions, but they just. They obviously had a game plan that they were not gonna they were not gonna give the the Scarlets any opportunity, even when there was a big sort of twenty point um, gap between the two sides to possibly come back into this game. And then when the Scarlets did have a little bit of ball, they it, there was they couldn't penetrate um, in that second half whatsoever. Um, you know, there was a few a few efforts by Steph Evans. Mm. He tried to you know tried his hardest, but couldn't couldn't get it. Yeah, yeah, it was trying to pull a rabbit out of the hat really at that stage, wasn't it? Yeah, it was desperation stuff. Who then takes the who takes the the credit for for Leinster? We obviously we've mentioned some of the players there, but mm. I mean that that coaching setup seems to have assembled a, a real powerful unit that's going to be very hard to stop. Yeah, they got a they got a fantastic coaching setup, and they and I know that he slip. Um, you know, has, has come out fairly recently and said of what a great job that Stuart Lancaster's done and how he was really enjoying, you know, sort of learning from him, I suppose. Um, I think he's I think he's a really good coach. Um, he's definitely made them a lot better, mm. a lot tighter. Um, and I think a lot of, a lot of credit's got to go, you know, got to, got to go to him as well. Interesting one. Right, what then for the, for the Scarlets? I mean, can they... Do you think that that was kind of it? That was their almost their cup final, and can they? They've still got a, a league campaign here. Are they? Are they able to bounce back? We've mentioned the injuries, mentioned the fact that they're, you know, they don't have the funding that that the Irish regions have. Are they going to be able to to bounce back and and still challenge for the title? Yeah, you hope so, don't you? I mean, in some respects, it maybe it is a little bit easier now that they're not torn between the two tournaments, yeah. especially when you've got such a, a threadbare, a thread, you know, a threadbare squad. The injuries that the Scarlets have had have, have, have haven't helped the, mm. you know, the situation at all. Have they, we, you know, we were looking at, um, we were looking at Jake Ball, you know, putting the, bringing the water onto the, to the bar. And we thought, you know, God, he, loved you know, that, big yeah. chap like that hitting, you know, smashing through rucks, carrying hard would have been fantastic. But, um, I think it's going to be difficult. Do, do, are you with me on that? To, to lift yourself back up when you've been in that, 
it's the main tournament. It's the tournament yeah. that they would have targeted. They've won, you know, Scarlets have won the the Pro 14. Um, of course, they'll want to win it again. But that was the, yeah, that was a huge opportunity. But I yeah, think I, I am with you. It's going to be diff. It's going to be very yeah. difficult. But you know, that's not a bad. It's an amazing achievement. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a bad consolation prize to win. Uh, to win back to back league titles, would it? And um, and equally, what a, you know. We were saying it was a privilege to be there because with the the, the difference in in funding that the Scarlets have compared to the you know compared to Leinster, for instance, they're on a different level altogether. And what a what a fantastic achievement by the Scarlets just to get to that that semi final position. Um, yeah, I think you know, I think I think everyone associated with the club can be really really proud of that cup run, and it's it's right in there with with all those uh, you know with all those other great. Heineken Cup runs that they, they've been on in the past so uh, yeah. that'd well, definitely be my assessment and uh, as I say you can hear more about the, uh, the atmosphere and, uh, and some of the characters that we met today uh, including uh, an interview post-match with uh, Scarlet's legend yeah. Martin Madden who we, uh, who we bumped into as well so yeah make sure you, you do have a listen uh, you do have a listen to the second half and, uh, and tell us what you think of that right let's finish on this last one then Dan and uh, we're going to bring it back to the Cardiff Blues, end on a, end on a note of optimism. And it's a hypothetical one for you. Oh, OK. If everyone is fully fit, Sam Warburton would not get into that Cardiff Blues side for the cup final. <laughs> Fact or fiction? I've got a question. What well, if he was... If he hadn't played any games and he was... Fully he fit. Kind of, he was fu- so fully fit, but hadn't played any games. Well, Sam, ne- Sam never plays any games, does he? Yeah, so you right, know what yeah. I mean. So let's say he's had three. Let's say he's had three games. Oh, he's uh, had three games in the build-up. He's had he? three games in the build-up. Uh, he's fit for the final. You want me to say? You want me to say uh, fact, don't you? But he's Sam Warburton, so he's, he, he, it's fiction because he'll be. He would be in, but it'd be massively unfair on. Uh, well, who misses out? You know, who would miss out for him? Ellis Jenkins. Well, you're is... the one saying it's fact. Who misses out? Ellis Jenkins, so, man of the match. Man of the match. Josh yeah. Navidi not far behind him. Probably your Nick Williams is your out and out eight. You've taken over the mantle from Dav, I think, on Ellis Jenkins being one of your favourite players. No. Yeah, he's right up there. He, oh, he was phenomenal today. Yeah, that was such a great. Nose. Yeah, but that was such a great effort. He's got. He's got the lot. He's got the lot. Yeah, he's an amazing athlete. He's got some he's great got over the ball. He's huge man upstairs, isn't he? You and mean, he's and he's he's smart. He's yeah, a and a leader. Yeah, I think he's you know he's he's just um, he's kind of unlucky in a way that there's so many sevens. Yeah. But he's you know he's, he's still got time on his side, Ellis Jenkins. Yeah, he has. He has got time on his don't side. Don't be don't be surprised to see him captaining Wales. Uh, you know, a proper legitimate captain of Wales. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, Gatland's a massive is a massive fan, isn't he? Um, I just with Warburton is it's the small. He's he's a he's an absolute. He's an animal, isn't he? In the big in the big games, you basically put him in for those those monster situations. So for me, if he's fit, if he was fit, hypothetically, your back row is my back row would be uh, Sam Warburton at seven, um, Big Nick at eight, and I'll go with it. Have to be at the moment Navidi at six with Ellis Jenkins. <laughs> Ellis Jenkins on the bench. No, he can't have that. After that performance, if he's fi- if if Warburton was fit and he'd had these three games that yeah, uh, these, I yeah. don't know who, who those three games are against, but they're against good sides. Well, in my book, anyway. Yeah, there's um, there's still a league game left. You can't leave there? Warburton out. Okay. When well, you think when we've leave, when we've left Warburton out mm. at, at times before, have we? 
as in Wales, have massively missed him. Yeah. Those split seconds when he's holding at the ball, nuisance, carrying, all sorts. It's Warburton. Yeah, I mean, I'd pick him as well. Of course yeah. I would. I think, though, I would move Navidi to eight, move Ellis Jenkins out. to six. Very, very tough. And bring, and bring Nick Williams off the bench for 20 minutes. Yeah. The thing is with Nick Williams, he's been... But you, 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 I was you, Danny Wilson kept him and the staff kept him on the park for this... For, for I mean, he's had, he's had so many games this season. He's still smiling. He's gone a good greyer, isn't he? Yeah. But that's fine. Um, he's, he's playing brilliantly. They all are. So they are, yeah. It's tricky. And you got Ollie, Ro- um, Ollie Robinson and Ollie Robinson off the bench. Kept, winning well, some amazing been, yeah. winning some, cru- some crucial turnovers, yeah. Um, just shows what a great place the, the, the Blues are in uh, at the moment. Yeah, I think they, they've been fantastic on the pitch. and uh, yeah, yeah, huge win. Credit to Danny Wilson, credit to everyone else. And yeah, let's hope they can, let's hope they can bring that, that trophy back as, uh, as, you've, as you've predicted. But let us know what you think as well. We'd love to hear from you at Attacking Scrum. Uh, you can do so on Facebook as well. We've got a Facebook page and the Facebook group. If you want to join the Facebook group, it's called Wales Rugby Fans. So you just search for that and join it. Uh, and yeah, if you've uh, you can leave a review on iTunes if you've enjoyed this or any of the recent shows. Uh, that always that always helps us out as well. We've got plenty more coming up in the second half, so make sure you have a listen. Here we are on the M25. Is it on? Yeah. 7 30. It doesn't need to be that close to you, mate. <laughs> I'm, bas- put it in the, put it I'm in basically the eating the microphone here. Which you can't see. Just there, like that should do it. Like, yeah. hold, it hold it in the middle there. Right. That's it, good. <laughs> Luckily, someone knows what they're doing. 7 30, been on the road for about an hour now. An hour? Uh, yeah, about that. We left yeah. house about an hour ago. I was early, Jed wasn't. For once, met me at the uh, met me at the gate with his top off. Quite good, Nick. Actually, at the moment, obviously building up for his wedding. That'll be good. That'll be gone in six weeks' time. Yeah, it'll be gone today. Or we'll be on breakfast, be, yeah. surely. Yeah, yeah. Um, safe to say, we're absolutely bouncing. Can't wait for this one, Dan. Cannot wait for this. So a day trip, a day trip to Dublin, which seems like a tall order. And I'm all right now. I think it might be it might be a bit different when we're at half past 11 with a uh, with an hour and a half drive facing ahead of it but hopefully we'll have we'll have a, a Scarlet's victory to uh, to get us through and a Blues victory and a Blues victory as well I suppose because we're, we're going to Dublin it's easy it's easy to forget that one isn't it like, it's, uh, yeah I did forget about it actually yeah, it's going to be, be, be a perfect warm up though to, uh, to get that on the go as well yeah so delighted that we actually made this you know we're making this trip happen yeah, I'm abs- oh, yeah, genuinely, like, I'm so excited. For- I haven't been this excited for a game of rugby in absolutely ages, you know. And uh, as you know, I-, I don't sleep during weeks when Wales play. But um, I don't know. Do you know what? As much as anything, I've got so much excitement for the atmosphere. Just having seen um, seen what it was like at the, the quarterfinal at La Rochelle, uh, I think this atmosphere is going to be something really, really special. And we've moaned about what Wales games have been like at times. I think it's going to be the absolute opposite. I'm 
that's the thing I'm most excited about. What about you? Will you be needing the singing section of, uh, of the area? It's Mate, not going to be needed today, it will it? It will not be needed. You know, when, <laughs> like I was saying, when I was down at, you know, down at the Millennium in March, I was saying that's what we needed. It was like a singing section. And I just feel that today there's not going to be any problems on that front. And the, uh, the uh, Scarlet's Choir are going to be in some seriously good voice. And... Yamaro Heed and all these all these fantastic songs. I think, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to experiencing it. Yeah, this, 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 the trips reminded me at the moment of uh, of going over a bit of an impromptu trip to uh, to Belgium for the football. Yes, and it was one of those that uh, I looked at it a week before and thought with, the, with, the, with a few of the boys and thought we can't miss this. Is know? that is that the one where you lost your shirt? It may have. Been, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that shirt uh, that shirt never Terrorist. came back. Um, didn't didn't sit down. That atmosphere-wise, yeah, unbelievable. Was that the uh, was that the nil-nil? Uh, was that the draw away from home in the qualifiers? No, this was the um, this was the oh uh, the, the Euros, three, yeah, the Euros. Euros. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's that's an atmosphere. One of the best atmospheres I've ever been at any sporting event. Yeah. And um, yeah, safe to say we had an eventful evening that, that you remember night. nothing of. Possibly, yeah. yeah. That's why. That's why this. Uh, I've got to move move it on from this now because I, I can't tell you any more than that. Well, fortunately, we're driving today as well. Or unfortunately, in my. Uh, You're yeah, I, I think it's. Yeah, I'm driving. I, I think it's unfortunate. That said, having to babysit you for a day um, is probably not the most. Uh, is probably not the most exciting of exciting of prospects anyway. So, I'll be looking uh, after you. Yeah, I'll be looking after me. <laughs> right, let's get let's get the foot down. Let's get on this plane. Here we go. started listening to it recently yeah he's really he's great he's great to listen to and what player as well man yeah favourite favourite of all time for me favourite ever yeah well, like above yeah. anyone yeah I just he would, I think he would have been for me at one point but yeah I just love the fact that he was such a skillful yeah you know skillful back row player good footballer um niggly yeah used to wind up the other sides you could never get one over on him um yeah, the banter, the little stories that he'd be niggling away. Um, just awesome, you know, absolutely superb. I remember when uh, when we won the uh, the Grand Slams, we were talking about getting a couple of uh, a couple of Martin Williams' tattoos on our backsides. <laughs> uh, we didn't end up getting it done, but um, yeah, yeah that's such such was the. Yeah, love. You, you wouldn't have regretted that one, would you? I wouldn't. Have, I think I would have. There's still time. There's still time for it. <laughs> Right, 
20 to 10 not long to go till we take off stood here uh, waiting for the waiting for the priority boarding Good not, uh, not, not flying uh, business class with Ryanair today are we no we're bloody in the uh, in the luggage I think aren't we in the luggage yeah last minute somewhere. last minute trip this was good good number of Scarlet's fans in the uh, in the queue here yeah and I don't think there's going to be any shortage any shortage when we land in Dublin either no how many do you reckon I mean the noise will be well this is on this is on the day as well so this is on the day flying out of London you know all those coach trips and ferries and people who've flown into uh, and people who've flown into into Dublin as well they'll all be um, Wayne Pivot that's Wayne Pivot yeah right that's definitely the wife calling yeah it was yeah um, probably seen the probably seen the post saying why are you eating why are you now on your third breakfast yeah of the day well, uh, yeah, and we're not even drinking as well. I keep stressing that. This is uh, I'm, je- I'm jealous. So seeing the, seeing the lads in the uh, in the pubs before we come up, I definitely, definitely would like to be in there on the pint of Guinness today. Yeah, there was a few big boys, wasn't there, in the bar back there, just settling the nerves with a Guinness or two, just sort of taking it in. And also, we've got to say, uh, so first, first port of call when we land in Dublin, it'll be heading to the bar to watch that watch that Cardiff Blues game, and looks like we're heading for a packed house down there as well. Yeah, first stop, Slattery's, is it? I reckon so. Yeah, why not? Set up shop, see if we can find a... We'll have a, a chat with a few Scarlet's fans, see if we can spot the odd famous face in there as well. Uh, there might be one or two lined up. Let's hope so. Right, it's just, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's go and tackle this line, shall we? Let's go. Again. Tell you what, Dan, no shortage of Scarlet around today. It is a glorious day in Dublin, and uh, you can barely see a blue shirt for red. Yeah, already. Well, we outside the Ballsbridge Hotel, sea of red. A few songs started up earlier on. It's um, yeah, it's going to be some atmosphere, isn't it? It is, isn't it? And you forget we've got still got we've still got three hours to go to a kickoff. Two or three and a bit hours. I'm shattered already. It hasn't even got going. Shattered, and you're not even drinking. Mind you, were up early, I suppose. Well, it's the beers that keep you going, though, on days like this. It, isn't it? is, isn't it? And I'm so envious, so envious of uh, of, uh, of every single one of these Scarlet's fans. Guinness looks cold and delicious, and uh, should, we, should we leave the car at the airport? It's te- you know what? The, the minute you start planting thoughts like that, you, uh, you, you tend <laughs> to get yourself in a bit of trouble, don't you? Car towed away. That's it, car towed away. But the Scarlet's won. That's it. Let's well, see. Let's, let's hope so. <laughs> about doing this podcast you get to meet a load of different people and uh, it's the first time that I've met Liam who's uh, our uh, like our videographer in chief <laughs> he's uh, always always capturing the best videos from, uh, from Scarlet's game and uh, you get a little bit tired Liam how was the journey? Yeah not too bad setting off pretty early this morning had about three hours sleep but all worth it for today a bit, bit of sunshine bit of Guinness and everyone's happy it's beautiful isn't it and how are the nerves? big they are big it's not not quite as big as uh, the final last year, but this is up there. Do you think I was going to say because how do the how do the nerves rank versus some of the uh, some of the games you've, you've seen in the past? I don't know. Well, this time last year I was I wasn't able to get over the final last year. I had to watch it at Pagascala an exam the next day, so uh, my, I, I was left to uh, my brother and dad to watch it for me. 
but this is up here. I, I don't. I haven't felt this nervous in a very, very long time. But it's still not silverware, not yet. And the, yeah, and the thing, and the thing, we, and the thing we love about it as well is it's it's just such a fun scarlet side to watch. I mean, how, how much do you enjoy the, the style of rugby that scarlets are playing at the moment? Nah, it's ridiculous. Like, my hero has always been Stephen Jones when I was growing up. I, I, I remember being gutted when he went to Claremont and being shot when he came back. <laughs> but to see him at the head of this team with Pivak is such standing and they're incredible and it's got it's got the hallmarks of a Stephen Jones team hasn't it like it's just like they know when to be practical but the ambition is always there to go they, they run from everywhere but I think the most impressive factor of our game recently has been Byron Hayward's impact and defending on the line that we did against uh, La Rochelle last week was immense. Uh, a few weeks ago was immense. I mean, Ken talking tag out of a yellow card and just that mall defence was incredible. And all, all of those things have really, I mean, because as wonderful a size as Scarlet's are, this Leicester team is is something pretty special and with home advantage you, you think all of those things are going to have to be in full effect today to, to get the win what do you mean home advantage the neutral ground <laughs> yeah but do you know what it, we've, we've barely seen a blue shirt since we've been here it almost feels like the home advantage is going to be to the red side <laughs> that'd be nice but no it's, this Leicester team's incredible I, remember, I, remember, I looked at their team sheet the other day and I just they've got superstars all over the park and I remember someone saying that Ireland and England don't have world class players but this island team is the, well, the Leicester team star studied let alone the island team the, the thing that's really excited me though as, as, as you'll know from listening and hearing me bang on about it for the last few weeks is seeing Patch at 15 Dan Jones at 10 does that excite you in the same way that, that I've been banging on about it balls like walls <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to see Pash running. Uh, as long as Ty gets another side step from one of Pash's runs like he did at Bath, yeah. that'd be incredible. And then I'm going to have to trouble you for a prediction, Liam. What, what are you saying? I'm going I'm to be biased. I'm going to go 27-22, Scarlet. God, let's hope so. Enjoy it, bud. <laughs>
Right, we've just finished watching uh, watching Cardiff Blues in uh, in a pub, Slattery's in Dublin. And if the atmosphere in the stadium is anywhere near as good as it was in that boozer, we're in for an absolute treat today. And in there, we bumped into uh, pal of the show, Henry, as well. How are you doing, buddy? I'm very good, mate. How are you? I'm good. Uh, you've had a bit of a journey getting here as well, haven't you? It's been like, you're probably too young to remember John Candy and planes, trains and automobiles, but <laughs> yeah. it doesn't sound like it's been too far away yeah, from that. Yeah, we had a bit of a nightmare. Uh, we left... Uh, I left home just outside Newport at 3am, got to Bristol Airport, flight delayed, then cancelled. Then uh, Delayed because of fog as well. <laughs> delayed because of so fog. So the hottest, hottest week of the year. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, the hottest day of the year was the day before. And then we got a, a coach to Birmingham Airport where that plane was delayed as well. Um, finally got here, absolutely knackered last night, so we... Uh, had a few beers and then knocked it on the head, ready for today. Just a casual seven, eight, nine pints of Amstel to take the edge off. Yeah, well, I, think we had, I think we had seven or eight in the, in the airports, plural, uh, and then uh, a couple out on the evening. And uh, yeah, you seem to be celebrating, uh, celebrating that Blues win with a particular bit of, uh, a bit of enthusiasm. That wasn't just because you want to see Welsh rugby do well, was it? <laughs> no, a little bit of both. We, uh, we had a few quid on the match as well. Um, so we've had our profit on the Scarlets to win as well. That's how, that's how confident you are. Yeah, I've Pro- I, I got a good feeling about this, and, and the price, 5-1, to one, just seems, seems outrageous for the Scarlets. So. Well, I tell you what, we haven't got a bookie sponsor on this podcast, but uh, if, if there is anyone out there with this kind of, this kind of insight, I reckon, uh, I reckon they, should, they, should be, they should be jumping on board. Yeah, um, right, the game then today, I mean, I, 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 keep, I keep saying to Dan, I am, I'm massively nervous, and I'm not even a Scarlets fan. How are you, how are you feeling at this moment? I... T- <sighs> I've, I've got a good feeling about it. I don't know why, I've just got a really good feeling about it. I think all the pressure's on Leinster, um, and the Scarlets do well as underdogs. So, I don't know, I'm feeling reasonably positive, hence my bet. And what's going what's to make the difference today? Where do you think the game's going to be won and lost? It's, it's a difficult one. Leinster are going to try and take the Scarlets on up front. Um, and in the past, when the Scarlets have been taken on up front, they've done pretty well. And I suspect it might go the same way today. I think that's it, isn't it? It's just so easy to look at the uh, look at the backs and the kind of rugby they play. But actually, even that game against La Rochelle, that game was one up front for yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Big, and in big, pack, big pack of La Rochelle. And they, did, they didn't get a lot of change from it. Um, the weather is going to help the Scarlets say That has to favour Leinster. A couple of days ago, it looked like it was going to be raining this afternoon. Um, I think the weather, it was a beautiful day today, isn't it? So I think that's got to help Scarlets. I don't know, I'm, I'm feeling reasonably positive. Well, the weather's beautiful and hopefully the rugby will, uh, will follow suit. Let's, uh, let's get your prediction. What, what score line do you reckon today? Oh, uh, 33-26. I reckon we're in for a cracker. Nice one. Cheers, Ed. Is that down to the massive game that you're about to witness, or is this actually just down to the fact you haven't had something to eat for the last four, four or five minutes? A bit of both, really. It's a little bit odd, isn't it, going to a game where you're not drinking. Um, I'm on edge. I don't know whether to... Uh, I'm checking my pockets continually to see my passports there, my keys. I'm thinking I should have something in my right hand or my left hand. So, and then I'm thinking about I the game. I hope drink. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's a funny one, though, isn't it? Half time in Dublin, Dan, and it's been 
bit of an anti-climax really hasn't it it's, it's so difficult for the Scarlets to get into this game and they trail 24-9 at half time you see any way back into the game for them? Well, it's really frustrating, isn't it? I mean, we thought it was going to come down to possession and Scarlett's have been starved of it. And uh, the ref doesn't seem to be giving, uh, giving anything at all to the Scarlets. So, to be fair, equally, he hasn't pinned, uh, he hasn't pinned Leinster at all either when, when the Scarlets have had the ball. But they just, the Scarlets just simply haven't had it enough. What can they do differently in the second half to go back into it? Take Roman Pratt out of the game now. I think someone needs to, someone needs to take him out in the changing room. I think, I think Roman Pratt is the only player who the Leinster forwards haven't taken out of the game the, the only person who hasn't been taken out of the, taken out is the, is the bloody ref like they've, they've been clearing everyone out it doesn't matter where they are they're nowhere near a ruck he's been, he's been everyone's been ploughing through him yeah Roman Pye he's definitely been working on his Irish hasn't he I mean it's ah, we, were, we were screaming weren't we at him at times um, and I don't think we're, 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 we're favouring you know I think we're trying to be as, as, uh, as neutral as possible with it but he's absolutely killed it they were clearly holding on slowing up the ball at times as well um, it was a classic uh, classic Leinster performance that first half but you know they're playing they're playing the ref and uh, they're doing it well and we had a pretty good view of it from down here as well from where we're sat because all the action has been right on the Scarlet's try line yeah sadly I think this, yeah, the Scarlet's just need to the, the, the one thing they can do is that it, it, it can't really get any worse second half um, Scars just need to try and keep, you know, try and keep hold of as much ball as possible. Because when they have had the ball, they've, they've tended to make ground. Um, you know, there's been some big punches up the middle from Hadley Park. He's carrying well um, and just really up the physicality. That's that's all they can do at the moment. Ken Owens is putting in some some sort of bone shattering tackles to try and lift spirits. Um, but that's that's what they need to play on. I think it's it's surprising that the scoreline is only 24-9 with a little possession they'd have. You'd be in the refs here if you were uh, if you're the Scarlet senior players now. Well, yeah, you've got to be having a having a conversation with the ref. I could see when when that last try went over by McFadden, you could see that uh, Ken Owens was having a good a good chat with a, with a linesman. And the problem with Poit is, from what we can see from this side, is that he's keeping an eye on the uh, on the defensive line of the of the Scarlets, but not keeping an eye on the ball. I mean, Cubby's been Cubby's been over it a few times. They're, they're clearly. Holding, you know, it's a clear penalty at times, but he's taking his eye off the ball. He needs to leave that to the linesman. And several times they've got they've gone way past the ball as well with their clear outs. Yeah, that's been frustrating. They've been they've been taken out. Um, their, their big second row there's been taken out. Ty Byrne quite a few times, hasn't he? Probably noticed that he's a nuisance if he gets over the ball with the amount of turnovers he gets. And they they've done their homework at the moment. Let's hope something changes in the second half. We're going to need something something drastic to get the Scarlets back into this game. Strange old game, that one, Dan. Full-time, Leinster 38, Scarlet 16. That big second-half comeback we were hoping for never really materialised. Uh, a bit of wishful thinking, probably. Yeah, it was. Really tough day for the Scarlets. I think Rob Evans is still out on the pitch and he's shaking his shaking his head. And, uh, yeah, the Scarlets just couldn't get into the game at all. You know, Leinster completely controlled it from start to finish. And uh, there was no way at all in for the Scarlets. Very, very rarely see a Scarlet side blown away, though. What was what was the root of that? Yeah, and you very rarely see a Scarlet uh, team without scoring a try. Defence was was big from uh, from Leinster. They were up against it. Ref didn't give them a, didn't give them a thing. And that you know, tactically they were absolutely on the money 
it's just it's, it's difficult to put you you can't really say that any of the Scarlet's players played particularly poorly um, Leinster just 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 starved the, 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 the Scarlet's of possession and we knew that if the Scarlet's didn't get possession it wasn't going to a win wasn't going to come it's frustrating though isn't it because it really just never I think this could have been a spectacle if it hadn't been refereed in this way and I don't think I don't think Scarlet's lost this just because of the referee but at the same time you just think that we've been denied because both these sides can play you know we know what the Scarlet's can do but Leinster can play as well and I just feel like we've been denied that because it was made so easy for Leinster with the way the breakdowns left yeah that's exactly it isn't it the, the breakdown was always going to have a massive impact on the game and it completely favoured uh, favoured Leinster and Leinster their tactics was to kick the leather off the ball they kicked really well uh, Sexton you know controlled that area and uh, Scarlet's had no answer to it and also uh you know, Rob Carney bar his, uh, his drop goal, which he always seems to have a little pop up from time to time. He kicked well as well. Scarlet's in, you know, Scarlet's didn't, did they? Um, and it started with uh, with a scrum half. Gareth, he, he, he put up a few loose ones and it, it was loose all game. Talking to Rob Carney, you think he's got a bet on or something with that? Why, why, does he keep, why does he keep doing these drop goals? Yeah, I reckon he must have a bet on with a few of the players that, you know, if he gets it over at some point. The coaches must be livid though, because he only does it when... Uh, there's quite a score, you know. There's quite a distance or gap between the scores, but there's got to be something going on there. Right, we got to make our way back to back to Dublin Airport, though. Uh, been worth it, though, just for the atmosphere, for everything, and certainly, you know, despite being out of it, not not disgrace the Scarlets at all. No, not at all. It was good to see all the Scarlets fans still clapping, you know, clapping the, uh, you know, their their players and everyone hung around, didn't they, to to see them off. Um, loads of good good chat between the fans still so I'm sure the Scarlet's supporters will have a cracking evening in, in Dublin and you, you you sort of hit the nail on the head with uh, with your halftime comment of um, the game was like uh, a game a game of FIFA without um, without the uh, yeah, where, you, where you turn where you where turn you, fouls off so you can just keep, off, yeah. yeah it was bizarre I've, I've never seen a game ref quite in that way I don't that's think. spot on for me absolutely spot on but yeah great great day Right, we're being ushered out by we'll the stewards now. Fortune on the coffee and teas. Yeah, right, we're being ushered out by the stewards now, so we'd uh, we'd better make a move. Right, well, we said we were open to bump into a few famous faces today, and we've got an absolute scarlet hero with us, Martin Madden. Welcome to the Hacking Scrum Podcast. How are you? Hi, not bad, mate. Good, good. Tough one today, wasn't it? Tough one to tough one to take, um, but still a great occasion. Yeah, yeah. But disappointing. We um, Scarlets never turned up today. Um, um, I honestly thought we would have played a better game in this today. Um, when we've been playing all season, it, it seems like we just left everything, and uh, it never just came out day on at the end of the day. It's difficult, but um, obviously you must have some amazing you must have some amazing memories of uh, of your playing days and playing in occasions just like this. Did it all come flooding back on a day like today. Yeah, it did. It, it, it was an emotional day, really. It was you know when I was playing against Leicester um, like a few years ago. It was a, you know it, it was it was an emotional day. We we went out there trying to do a job. Um, unfortunately, that day we didn't do it again. And today was the same thing. Um, I think it was a big hype. It was all meant to be. I mean, everyone left West Wales to come to Dublin for the day. And again, it was a bit disappointing that we never turned up again um, to get to the final. It is, and um, it's got to bounce back now. There's still, still a league, uh, still a league campaign on the go. Do you think it'll 
you know, it'll take much or is this a tough set of boys? Will they be straight back up, ready for the battle next week and, and for the rest of the league season? Well, they got a lot to play for at the end of the day. Like I said, it's, you know, there's a knockback they're out of the camp, but you know, certainly they're still in a position for the league. So I think they got to go out there and just try their best, and then you know, trying to win the league, you know, to salvage something for the season. And uh, you're a Cardiff boy originally. You, you, did you catch a Blues game earlier on? Yeah, I did catch a Blues. It's good, good, to have, good to have a bit of good news come out of Wales as well. Well, you know, disrespect, no disrespect. The Blues has been always been the uh, the underdogs all season. Everyone's talking about the Blues not performing. You know, the coaches leaving and new coach coming in. It's been a, it's been a bit of a mess in the Blues, but at the end of the day, they're in the final. That's it. And uh, just uh, just for our listeners' mind, tell, tell everyone what you're up to these days. Um, at the moment, I got a cleaning company. At the moment. Um, I'm fully enjoying it. Tell the truth, it, you know, we we, we build our team um, like a rugby squad. At the end of the day, you know, we all stick together. We all graft. Even myself on certain days, just to go in and do a bit of cleaning as well. So it's 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 good fun. I'm enjoying it, and it's a way forward. But uh, let's see what happens. That's it. Clean it. Clean in like you used to clean out the rocks. Well, that's what they say. If you can't clean a rock, you can't clean. So uh, I must be doing something right. My madam, been lovely chatting to you. Thank you very much. Cheers. So while it wasn't meant to be for the Scarlets on the pitch, we really enjoyed getting over to Dublin and experiencing that with uh, with all the Scarlets fans. It was an amazing day and uh, absolute credit to the club. Uh, but on the plus side, great news from the Cardiff Blues as well as they make their way into the final. And uh, we really hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you have, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes and let us know what you think about the topics that we brought up in Fact or Fiction as well. You can do that at Attacking Scrum on Twitter. You can do it on Facebook by searching for the Attacking Scrum page. Or if you want to join our group, it's Wales Rugby Fans. And uh, yeah, make sure you get stuck into that. As always, big thanks to our sponsors, socoffeetrades.co.uk. If you want to get your hands on some great coffee, make sure you head over there. And we'll be back to bring you some more rugby chat very, very soon. Podcast Network.